Why would you not want to be medicated? Can rope help with anxiety? Can you eat wings whilst recording a podcast? Can you though? Can you? This is basically life. Looking at queer sex, love and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugam. Baby. Hey. Are you good? That's an answer, right? I just inhaled, by the way. I just, I just inhaled. So we are eating chicken in the studio because this honey brought chicken. So whenever I invite people to the studio, right, I, I, I'm like, what do you want to drink? And usually people tell me what they want to drink. You, not only did you bring your own drink, you also brought a picnic basket. So there is a whole picnic happening in the studio right now. I'm shook. I'm, but also, what did I expect from you? What did I expect? I don't but know. But yeah, wait, like, so no, you breathed in. You breathed in. It's just been deep, ne? Mm, it has, you know? Um, and somebody was just like, also, because people think that they're dragging me, and I'm like, I'm very much okay. Also, with my, <laughs> with my state of being, um, that I've resigned myself to the not being okay. And I'm like, I mean... Wait, but no, but also, fuck you. Fuck you for saying that. Not you. The yeah. person who's like, you've resigned yourself. And I'm like, no. No, I have not. But also, even if I have, you have no right. Who are you, judge and jury? Get the hell up out of here. I hate people who are like, oh, you're just deciding to be sad. As if... No, I mean, I guess in the context, they were like, it was because like I said like I'm not medicating. No, then also... And they were no. like... And they were like, oh, so you, you choose to feel like this when you could medicate. But do people, does that person understand what medicating does to you? That's the thing. So I don't like medicating. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I know it's not... It's, Sorry, it's, we're eating wings and we're just trying to, like, wipe our fingers. It's like a barbecue up in here. They are sticky it's wings. It's fantastic. Yes, but they are so barbecue good. chicken wings and drumlets. Yes, there was no way that we could get anything else. Yeah, people, so if you so. hear some chewing in the background, um, if you hear some paper towels, it's because it's a barbecue. And mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> mind your damn business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Okay, cool. No, so, like, it was... And, I mean, I, I could get how somebody could say that... You can afford to be medicated, mm-hmm. and yet you choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yo, I hate taking pills. Like, I've got chronic sinuses, and I've had this <laughs> shit since I was like little. Okay, mm-hmm. even my ENT can't get me to use my spray every day. Okay, so <laughs> wait. So do you not medicate because? Okay, so can I ask what is it you're medicating for? Let's start from there, and then we'll go to why you don't medicate. Okay. So currently, I, on an ad hoc basis, <laughs> you take, freelance. By. I freelance <laughs> my sinusitis meds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got two sprays, and then I'm on the steroid pills. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want the steroid spray because I want to be able to just take the pills only when necessary. You got the asthma. No, not that. You got the sinuses. Sinuses yes. need steroid pills and that's yeah, all the no, stuff stuff for like no, asthma and stuff. Yeah, but like, remember like, my things <laughs> get like, okay, they're already inflamed and then they get inflamed some more. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay and you okay. know, steroids is like an anti-inflammatory and all of that stuff. I did not know that. I take a lot of steroids for eczema. 
And for... Yes, it suppresses I, your immune system. Therefore, then you can't like... Yeah. Shit and beans. Mm. Web MD or podcast MD. <laughs> yes. But still check in with your doctor's please pictures. Do, yeah, no, like, please do seek medical advice. Yes, because me, I studied a book on me. You can ask me about numbers. You can ask me about taxes. I can confidently say shit about that. Mm. Um, Ooh, actually. I, I just suddenly had this idea to ask you questions <laughs> on this podcast. But we'll get there. We're free-falling. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, outside of that, like... And you don't take anything for mental health. Like for what, mental health, what, what mental I take health things that I take, you struggle with. I take a uh, mild and like anxiety meds. That's mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm at I'm on Urbanol now. Urbanol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the twenty milligram dosage for mm-hmm. now. Um, cause like I was just like yeah, then I'm medicated, but I'm not really medicated. You know what I mean. So like, wait, so what is it what is it about not being medicated that you don't like? Because I've heard a lot of reasons why folks don't want to be medicated. So especially artistic folks, they're like, it numbs me, I'm not feeling everything that I need to feel, I'm not present in the way that I need to be present. Mm. And from folks who are like big lovers, like you know, who are like uh, about that like that flames fuego, right? They're like, it takes away my the, the fire, the spark, the hey, riba. You know, yes. like but also know, was, like, was that racist? Because I'm not Mexican. No, but she's black. You can't be. Oh, no, 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 fam. We, but we can culturally appropriate. But yes, we're not we gonna can. Talk okay, so that was cultural appropriation, right? I don't know, was it? I don't know, but everything... Okay, wait, that's not the point. Yeah, uh, guys, to- <laughs> also, can we, like, not politic all the time? Uh, like, yo, please. When, uh, this is a podcast. If we're not politicking here, yeah. next thing, this thing comes up five years from now, and then I'm cancelled. Ah, uh, yo, who's podcast. going to cancel you? Oh. Everybody! Ah, please. Everybody! Mm. <laughs> Even so me just... and me, I can say this because I don't work in these circles, ne? <laughs> <laughs> so, as a corporate person looking in, also y'all are fucked. Oh, so you mean y'all the like the social justice sector? Yes. <laughs> Chum, did you come on my podcast to drag us for filth? I mean, I could, <laughs> but I'm not. Right? I'm gonna eat my drumlet. And not talk about this, but no, it's fine. And we're going to move on swiftly. But I just wanted to say, <laughs> just Jay, like as it's as a deep. by the way, cancel culture is deep though. Um, I'm making eye things at you guys. I see you. <laughs> but so tell me, why is it that you prefer not to be medicated? So they've they've never a- actually been able to find a dosage that works for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like the feeling of being completely numb. Okay. I like to feel. Mm-hmm. I just, I think, and what I've been working on is feeling, but then not getting that feeling to to get me in in deep spirals. So like being overwhelmed by the feeling. Yes. Okay. Where I spiral down and whatnot, because also that's not nice. Mm-mm. It's not nice at all. Um, so compartmentalizing doesn't necessarily work for me because there are a whole lot of issues and traumas that, like, you know, are... Intertwined. Intertwined. Um, So boxing things does not work. I'm learning to communicate more effectively. I'm also learning that I spiral also because I do not or I haven't given myself the space the adequate space to actually just feel and actually say that, you know what, this is how I feel mm-hmm. and not be mindful 
of anybody else's feelings. Just be like, I am feeling some type of damn way right yes, now. Yes, and have my feelings and my feelings only exist in that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing about being a gatherer of people, which I, I think that's what I am. No, you are. Like, that's how um, I met you. That's how I met you. Like, you gathered a whole bunch of us and we met each other and we were like, whoa. We are such a ragtag bunch of people. Yes, because it's different people. Like, nobody Also, is... you held queermas. You held the first queermas that I ever heard about. Which was... But, like, we ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about that. Don't don't come for, don't come for nobody, Nick. I ain't, I ain't going to do that. I'm not gonna do that. Um, and, I mean, and also, like... So, that space was born specifically out of... Okay, 2015, I used to host queer people every month. Oh. In my house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, remember we called it Queer Island and whatnot. So, in Pretoria, that was what was happening. Also, people came... People also brought their asses all the way to Pretoria. Yes. For your shit. So, guys, listeners, lovers, to give... Actually, we should call lovers, yeah. So, lovers, to give context, um, this honey used to live in Pretoria. And Pretoria is a side town. 45 minutes, 50 minutes away from Joburg. Mm. And it's, it's far. It's, a, it's, it's about a 400 rand, no, 550 rand Uber two years ago. Yeah. So, so now, more now. <laughs> now it's like a 600 rand Uber. So that's about $60. So convert that into whatever you want to convert it to. And people would go to your house. Because mm. most people live in Joburg. Yeah. People don't live in Pretoria. Mm-mm. Pretoria is red. Yeah. Those, it has a lot those, of Africans. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> because it was also a, a, across all classes, mm-hmm. Uh, working folk, students, like it was literally just a melting pot of, of people just wanting a space to just breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, because also I was very much in need of that space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so people will take taxis to come over. People will take the how train, like whatever. If we needed I to took send the how train, yeah. yay! <laughs> If I needed to send money to people, I did so that mm-hmm. they can come over. Mm-hmm. You did not have to bring anything. Because you cooked up a storm. Yeah. Mm. And I'm damn good at it as Woo! well. Woo! Fam, what, what is it? A, was it a lamb stew or something you made when I, I make came? make some Moroccan lamb. And steamed uh, bread. Oh! <laughs> goodness! Wow. Hey, I was about to get all like like the patriarchy and be like, how many cows are you at? <laughs> I mean, I'm not adverse to that for a couple. <laughs> like, but please know that I'm spoiled. Yeah, no, this bitch is spoiled. Woo, guys, she likes nice things. <laughs> like some of the spaces where you and me have just done nice things for no. Do you remember when we went to a restaurant and we were just supposed to like have a chill time and we ended up drinking like four bottles of champagne? Yes. Why? Also, we I still drank wine, so I yes, just, oh, and we wanted oysters, and they were out of oysters. Yeah, that we day. did want oysters. Yes, we did. Um, <laughs> but also, we were celebrating. What were we celebrating? Again? My house. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Wait, okay. So wait, what were we talking? So you're, you're no, together. it was the promotion and the house. Oh, so many things happening. Yes. Oh, so um. So yeah, but like. In my gathering of people, mm-hmm. it it's it's always a thing of. I want people when they need it the most mm-hmm. to have somewhere to go to. Yeah. Um, so queerness specifically was then a thing of, okay, 
I don't have the capacity anymore mm-hmm. to host the monthly spaces and hold people mm-hmm. in those monthly spaces. But I recognize how Christmas is a trigger for a whole lot of people. So, like, such and, a trigger for queer people. Yeah. Yo, guys. And, ah. I mean, and, and so, for any... For those that don't know, so my my home is in Limpopo. I'm from Zanin. Um, but because of the job that I do, um, I would be working over the Christmas period, but not really on Christmas. So, so I don't work public holidays, but I'd, I'd be, there'll be the a year. The day before and the day after. Yes. You're, you're on the job. Exactly. Um, so, and I had the... The conversation with my parents, it really isn't worthwhile for me to drive home for two days and then drive back. Mm-hmm. So I'll stay within Johannesburg. But I also have family that are literally like 30 minutes and an hour away within Joburg and Pretoria mm-hmm. that I could go for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I decided that I would rather have a space where queer people can come to on Christmas Day, specifically on Christmas Day. Because there's something about Christmas Day that it feels a lot... like, and I, and I can't explain it, and I know I am one of those people who is very, very, very blessed. One of those queer people who is very, very blessed where my family is like, guys, everybody must come home. And I remember the one year I couldn't go home for Christmas because of my visa, um, I would have gotten banned from South Africa. My family called me like four times that day. And they were like, bitch, what you doing? And I'm like, guys, I, I've drank like two glasses of wine. I can't do this right now. And they're like, okay. And then next thing, my cousin calls me. And the next thing, my uncle calls me. Yeah. And he's like, where are you? And I'm like, but honey, I know you're the patriarch. But like, we ran this past you. you know? So like, I know I'm one of those people who's very, very lucky. But there is, even with me, like there's something, there's a whole lot of pressure on Christmas Day to make Christmas Day special. I don't know why. It just needs to feel like there's is, love yes, and, and there's, there's family. And there's family. Yes, yeah. and that's the thing, right? So, And I was like, I'm privileged to have family to go to yeah. ne, mm-hmm. with my queer body. Because me, I don't care. You don't care? Oh. Uh, <laughs> my family have known now to leave my, my queer ass alone. Right. Even because you, I'm even just you like... like that, you're like... But what must we do? Why must we have this no, conversation? No, and I also said to my mom, and I'm like, the only people I care about is you and dad. Can I offer you a... Um, a brownie. A brownie. So, Tabile has also brought brownies, so now we have moved on to from wings to brownies. And I'm still drinking wine. And Tabile is drinking champers. Champagne this. wishes and brownie dreams, darling. Ah. Mm. Okay, wait. Yeah, so you were saying. So... I can tell a good amount of my family to follow. Brownies and wings is a real progression from Red Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Leon, do you want a brownie, sweetie? Take a brownie. Here you go. Get a brownie. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm privileged enough to also just tell most of my family to fuck off because, you know, mm-hmm. um, self-preservation on and also i guess it's a trauma response i recognize that like i cut you off before you cut me off mm. like i hurt you before you can hurt me mm. boom so boom great but i've got my mom's sister to go to i've got i've got my hey kanas cousin sisters but and cousin <laughs> brothers i my brothers and sisters to go to mm-hmm. um I have my dad's and my mom's cousins around Soweto to go to mm-hmm. that are 
always like, oh, should we come fetch you and all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. But I decided that actually I have my own space. I don't have to answer to anybody. Mm -hmm. Why is it that I wouldn't open it up for people that don't have the privilege mm -hmm. of having family for whatever reason, whether they've been kicked out of home and all of these things? And for me, it was come and let me fill your cup up a little. Oh, right? I love you. And if I can't fill up your cup, at the very least, what you get is a really nice Christmas spread mm -hmm. and a drink. Yeah. And dessert. Because you would, because the way you did the vibe was you raised money, but also you donated your own money and resources. Yes. But also like... There was a whole thing where you then would cook for everyone. And you'd also mm. ask people to bring stuff. Yes. So it'd be, be, you'd, you'd, sub, you'd provide, like, a very impressive spread on the base. And then you'd ask people to bring stuff, and then they'd just, like, be in your home. Mm. Yeah, also, you need to do that. Yeah. And there was people that didn't know people, hey? Mm. <clears throat> Off the tweeters. Off the tweeters. Like, I think that, for me, was always the thing where I was like, whoo, whoo, wee. Sometimes I don't even like my own friends in my house. Mm -hmm. And now you on the tweeters with your following and your engagement and you're like, guys, please retweet. And me as Holla, we'd retweet like this. Ouch, ouch, okay. Is okay, she sure? Is, Ooh, she sure? is she sure? Let me check. Tabula, are you sure? Retweet. Damn sure. <laughs> and also, and I mean, and that here, and I mean, I use mostly my own money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then people were like, and I remember, like, and this is what I like about people that say that they're allies. If you're going to be an ally, don't call yourself an ally. Be an ally with your motherfucking wallet. Yeah. Open your purse. With your purse, <laughs> baby. With your purse. Mm -hmm. If you ain't saying it with your purse, hold it. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember this, this woman came into my DMs and she was like, okay, I saw this thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um... May I please send over some money so you can get dessert and you don't have to bake dessert? Because mm -hmm. I was going to bake a cake. <laughs> of course you um, I was going to make ass. everything from scratch. And we love you, though. Because I'm over the top like that. We love you, though. Um, and she was like, no, I'll, I'll give you, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there was a lovely human who drove all the way from Pretoria because he was like, okay, so for the people that can't afford their own booze, I'm going to come and I'm going to drop off some gin. And can I say that they don't just drop off like Gordon's, eh? Mm -hmm. Baby boy came through with some Fitch and Leeds, yeah. Pink Tonic, and Hendrix. Ne? Like, yeah. I think it was like two or three bottles of Hendrix. So people drank gin. Hendrix. Hendrix. To be specific. Hello. Yes. Hello. And I was just like, you know what? I'm here for this because all the queers deserve all of the soft living. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they deserve all of the nice things. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and it was really a nice time. So it was just literally like an open house, people coming in and going as they please. You so don't like have if you to... popped in for two hours, if you popped in for the whole day. Whatever. Yes. If you just came in to just have a plate of food and then you leave, that was Absolutely okay. Mm, mm. Um, so, and then last year, so that last year kindness then... kindness personified, hey? Hmm. No, no, you are kindness personified. That is amazing. I to mean, hold a space like that. Because I think a lot of people, a lot of people look at the macro idea of what holding queer space is and fighting for queer lives is, but don't hold those like pockets of things. And it's always during... Um, the Christmas period that I see the organizations that show the hell up 
Like, you know where you're just like, whoo, my back is, like, my back is blown, my mind is blown, my back is out. Like, there's, there's, um, it's, there's another organization, there's two organizations in Kenya who actually do the same thing. And the photos and the joy and the this and that. And I'm not taking away from, like, the bigger organizations who do the things where they give speeches at the UN and they do this and they do that and they organize prides. That's cool. That's great, right? But there's something about those pockets of intimacy and those people who are doing that work in terms of the pockets of intimacy. because And also, I think we don't think about it as work because everything that is very, very womanly and very, very feminine, it's because everything that is care work isn't looked at properly, right? Yes. And but also, like, that is care work. That is, that is it's care so work. It important. Is, it is care work. It is hard work. But it is mm. also to say, and my thing, and, and I'm going to drag a little bit in terms of... Drag them. Um, drag them. I don't so, even know who you're dragging. No, <laughs> but social, I'm like, drag them. Social justice. Social justice. Yes. Ooh, so, and, and and it's just a thing of, and I've said this to somebody, and I think, no, actually, I said it, I said it to Tinge. Because mm-hmm. Tinge always has this joke about how I really don't see academia in terms of the theory of, of feminism and mm-hmm. whatever. I've never read queer theory also like Me you can neither. say what you what you want Yo. i don't care i'm not going to read it wait can and i give you a side story about queer theory <laughs> about how i wrote an entire thesis ne? and i got a first class pass for it and then i presented it and then this honey this she was very good looking in hindsight but <laughs> now that my now that my anger after eight years has cleared mm. her first question to me was like your thesis feels like you haven't read queer theory i was like I, I, my thesis is literally about East African queer people. I am East African. What queer theory do I need? Exactly when it is my lived experience. It is my lived experience. And this brown, beautiful woman who should know better. I hope you know better now, honey. Literally put up her hand and with her whole chest was like, your thesis feels like you haven't read queer theory. And I was like, I haven't. She's like... Well, I would recommend that if you, you do. do go on to do a master's, which I was in the middle of, you really should. After that, no one had any questions about my thesis. Nothing. Radio silence in that room. And I had presented it at a conference. Anyway, baby girl, I hope you're good. Shout out to you wherever you are. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's in the ways of how I've gone about my feminism and mm-hmm. how I have gone in defining my feminism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm not academic. I'm not... I live this life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. So it never feels like work. Oh, okay, okay. Right? It never feels like work, but... And it takes my friends reminding me that I am doing work when I host these spaces, when I have queer babies... In my space saying, hey, you know, mm-hmm. when somebody sends me a DM and, and this was recently and it made me cry. Mm. Um, it's okay. Because it's a weird thing being seen. Mm-hmm. And, um, sorry, I'm just hitting my glass, people. Ding, ding, ding. It's <laughs> the champagne flute. <laughs> champagne wishes, darling. <laughs> And this person said that I am going through my archives and in going through my archives, I'm seeing how much of 
you comes up in what I reference and thank you for making me feel seen on my queerness and just being. Right? That's amazing. And I was just like, oh, okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's okay. And 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 I mean I, I do the things that I do mm-hmm. for no other reason than so it's selfish in a way because it's I do it because I would hope that somebody that has the space, that has the resources, would do that and show up for me mm-hmm. in ways that, at the moment, I feel are very meaningful. And that was what Queerness for me was about. And it was very deliberate in me hosting it specifically on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is not a drag, but... The day itself, it's significant because that's the day. Like, you can spend Boxing Day alone almost, but Boxing Day is also, like, almost like Family Day, right? Yeah. But, um, also, box, but also Boxing Day is just, is very random. I know for our family, mm-hmm. um, Boxing Day, it's everybody does day. their own thing. Mm. Like, because we... It's not that we drink a lot as a family, but there's a, there's a bottle of three floating about. So, like, people are doing their own thing. There's leftover meat. It's not... But Boxing Day is a very, like, you can do your own thing or you cannot. It's yes, fine. Yeah. but Christmas is, is, is of a deeper significance because that's when people gather. Yeah. That's specifically the day that people gather. Yeah. And I hosted it then on Christmas Day specifically for that. Mm-hmm. So last year when there was that whole little hullabaloo, then I cancelled, right? And I didn't. Mm-hmm. Or rather, let me say, I wasn't going to do anything mm-hmm. until... One of the people that I know said to me, hey, we're thinking of driving down to Johannesburg. Are you going to have, are you having the thing happening still? And I wanted to say no, but I was just like, okay, I'm going to say yes. But even when I said yes, I knew that I was not being honest because I was literally just doing it for them. Yeah. So it was a very them specific, it was a very bespoke thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I went, like, I made a gorgeous le- leg of lamb. Of course you um, made a leg of lamb. I made... Love you. I made pork roast as well. That was really lovely. Wait, you made lamb and pork roast? Yes. Um, God, that's better than our Christmas spread. <laughs> Jeez, then, I need to drag my family. And then I made green beans. I made a chickpea and roasted butternut um, thing in in some what did I make? In some butter chicken sauce. Yes. Um, we were never ready, were we? Like I need to be at Yolobola negotiations, eh? Because I feel like I, I can genuinely abscond to the cow and no one will notice. No, no. <laughs> and this is why I just feel like, you know, a couple most probably would be the people that would afford me. A couple? Yes. Wait, okay, let's segue into that. So wait, would you ever be with a couple? I would. Like, wait, is that a thing, guys? I okay. like both of you, hey? Okay, not not like one person comes, not in like... So you'd, you'd end up as part of a triad. Yes. Like, I'm dating both of you. Like, I am up for that. Like, I feel like that is where I would, like, flourish. Like, really? Yes. 
is. Don't you think it would be messy? Like, what if it was so? Because okay, so I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the example of the one triad I have ever come across. The one, yeah, the one triad I've ever come across, right? And it start okay in their defense and in my story's defense, it started off really messy. The couple were in a bad place, and um, they brought in somebody else. To fix one person. One person brought in somebody else, and it was like, a, "I'm doing this. You jumping on board or not?" Okay, yeah, worst story ever. Anyway, fast forward. The person who brought in the person, Kai. Not. I don't know if they got ousted. Also, I'm telling this story from my point of view. Yeah. So if you are one of the people who was part of the story, please know I'm telling it from my point of view, from all the hearsay I heard. Um, one person the the person who brought the person in ended up being the one who was not part of the eventual collective. So the two people ended up dating by themselves. So my thing is, right, part of the reason I would never be in a triad is because a third, it's because I feel like, also what happens when, if you and I break up? Okay, so you, me and Sipu are dating, all of us together. What happens if you and me break up? Because you and me were both flames fuego. Yes, we're thunderously attracted to each other now. But then also, you know how you and me are. Like, we have a lot of feelings. They're very, very intense. Then we withdraw. What happens when you and I break up? What do we do then? Yo, okay. So this is the thing, right? Um, and good tense, baby. Good tense, And I'm also very deliberate in, in, in stating to people that, like, if you want to bring me in as a third, mm-hmm. I'm not coming into fixing no shit. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Man. So I like coming into, and this is not only about me being in a triad, mm-hmm. but in poly situations in general, mm-hmm. I want to come into a healthy space. Okay. So I want to come into a space where you and your other partners flourishing are flourishing and you're happy within these relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm just literally like the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. Like this you know is what a I mean? gorgeous dessert. We just need a little extra something. Yes, uh-huh. like you know, just a little bit of sauce or just just, just a cherry. Thing. Just ding, ding. that's mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's also very selfish and deliberate on my part because I do know that like in that setting, I don't have to do a whole lot of the emotional heavy lifting. Oh wait, okay, 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 okay. I me? understand how you're coming in. You're coming in. I'm coming as, in as the princess. I'm coming in as, as these are good my spoiled. Yeah, no, but my spoiled ass says, <laughs> right? And I mean, and, and this is the thing. So, I, if you've ever had a crush on me, or if you do, and you've never known how to get my attention, please know that I love being adored i love being centered mm-hmm. um oh shoot oh sorry um tabula's phone is doing a thing is it a phone call or is oh, it no. oh i think i took a nap at some point you took a nap like during the week <laughs> and then, like, is that your nap alarm yes that's my nap oh alarm. my gosh i'm i said i suddenly i'm really sleepy right now um yeah well we can't sleep babes because we, we also sleep. have like a couple of hours ah! <laughs> <laughs> wait okay okay um but like fortunately or unfortunately like my parents have set me up really soft mm-hmm. um and i've carried that not only within my romantic relationships, please understand this. I've carried this in my friendships as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you have your attention, you want it now. Yeah. If you have a thing. It's you must. You must. Yeah, like, you must. <laughs> please know, like, 
and I say this all the time, but like, my friendships are romantic as fuck. Okay? Like, so if you come into my space, you need to understand that. And understand that if my romantic, like if if my friendships are romantic, you as an actual romantic partner. Hey, guys, bring, <laughs> bring that Cinderella meets Prince Charming meets um that Wakanda love. I don't know. Yes, I just, I but it is that. <laughs> it is that, right? Um, and maybe that's why I'm too much for people. Guys, and I mean, there's one. you're too much for, they can go kick fucking rocks. Exactly. I mean, and there's one person who said to me, and like, bless your heart, and also like, fuck you. No, oh, not sorry, my even. Bad. <laughs> I like, didn't mean to cuss you out. My bad. <laughs> no, I really like this person oh, a lot. Really? Right? And the only thing as to like why it didn't work out was because like I don't do long distance, especially like continents apart long distance Oof. anymore. Um, even though I'd get behind that. But like they absolutely got it and they fell. Like I don't think it's it's falling in line, but they took so much joy in in in, in, in being who you want who you needed them to be it's not even who i needed them to be i was just like because i was like look apparently i come with only child tendencies and whatnot and they're like yeah i saw that i saw that a long time ago so what mm-hmm. and they held me in all of the softness mm-hmm. and it was a validation of like, yes, you're spoiled and I'm going to continue spoiling you mm-hmm. in whatever manner that you want because I can do that for you, number one. Oof. I want to do that for you. Oof. And why the hell would I not do that for oh, you? Yes. And, and also like, and this is why, I'm sorry, masculine of center people, but like, <laughs> this is why the femmes will also always win. No, guys, the femmes, the femmes are coming for, uh, the femmes, the, uh, that one. <laughs> the femmes are coming for your neck. <laughs> no, the femmes know romance. I'm sorry. But the femmes have also been very socialized to romance, hey? So I got to clean I, my glass. It's all gummy and shit from wings. I mean, I could get that, right? But I'm just like in, and you know how I hate. Where was this femme? In China. China. Guys, what is happening in China? But they'll come home, right? You are the second, no, third person who I know who's dating some femme in China. So, and they will come home. Is China calling the femmes? Because I also need to know this as well. You know, maybe, like, and they will come home, and when they come home, like, it's great, it's lovely. Is that the one with the shoes? (laughs) Oh, my days! Oh, my days! I saw that Twitter flex now. I saw that Twitter flex. I was like, goddamn, 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 goddamn. Ooh, I'm running out of wine. Okay. No, it's fine. There's another bottle of bubbly. Oh! Anyway, <laughs> wait. So wait, actually, now that actually segues into my next question for you. What do you identify as? Because like you talk about femmes here, you know your mask of center thing. So are you, what do you identify as? Because I want to throw lesbian at you because that's what I've always known you as. Yes, but yeah. I've always been the lesbian. And remember when you I said to you. You have always been the lesbian. When I said to you that like, Yes, the last two partners that you knew of mm-hmm. and that you knew, actually not not knew of, that, that you knew, yeah. were masculine presenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always did love but, them with a little bit of thug, you know. But... Actually, you do love them with a little bit of thug. Well, you used to. Is that different? Okay, cool. Sorry, you say things now. <laughs> but um, 
you know, you ask people that have known me since Varsity and they'll tell you that most of my exes are femme presenting. Really? Yes. So for me, it's more of the duality okay. than it is anything else, right? Okay. So even within the masculine of center or masculine presenting people, okay. it's, it's always people that are more feminine in character than I am. Okay. And you're quite feminine. Like, like, other than the fact that you sit here like you're about to drop the hottest rap album in the world, <laughs> uh, you've got, like, this flowy dress, and every time I see you in a flowy dress and you're adorable and you're just out here having your, like, buzz cut femme fade and it's okay. So they've all been femmes. Essentially. Well, before before I knew you. Because, yes. like, by the time I found you, you were just out here having these... Like, I remember your ex, the one who we all did not like, turned up... At your house, the first time I met them, in a dress. And, and then, bands, and then, but with the walk. And then, do, 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 you know when somebody's bumping in heels, pa, 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 and then was like, and then, like, did that thing where almost their presence demanded a plate, mm. you know? And then you, like, you you cute little wifey thing, you fixed up a plate, <laughs> gave, little, gave little girl a plate, like. But I also, I fixed up a plate for everybody. You did, but, like, there was a way, like, the rest of us were like, Thank you. Th- like that, this one just kind of demanded a plate. You know, you know that mask presenting yeah. type. Who's like, wifey, where's my where's plate? my plate? <laughs> but also, shame, and I will say that like <laughs> they did patriarchal shit, but they provided for that patriarchal shit, oh, right? Yes. Guys, like, look, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna be patriarchal, like, come with money. <laughs> come with money, like, eh. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that was the thing. Uh. But also, and the thing that they didn't let you... And, and remember when I told you afterwards, like, so they do all of these hyper-masculine things to overcompensate in pub in public, mm-hmm. but in private, they're the most femme person ever. I've been seeing that a lot on TikTok. Where yes. it's sort of like, I go from, like, daddy to baby real quick. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, like, and that's why I fell for them, right? Because I was just like... But I love I, that. But also, yeah, I can understand that addiction yes. where, like... They're out here in the world being like, eh. No, and but then- I love the duality. I love the duality so much because, I mean, I'm fame presenting mm-hmm. and I'm not hyper fame. So I can't do hyper fames either, right? Because, like, I feel like that's extreme. But I can't do hyper masculine people either. Mm-hmm. So I don't do well with extremes because I feel like there's very less room for duality. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know how to do all that. So... Because I present as fame, people always read me as fame. Yeah. And because then I do all of the homely things, mm-hmm. then I really read as fame. And I'm like, I don't feel like I am all the way fame. Because I know in bed, you talk about how you... Like, even though being femme does not mean you're... Net- also, did you know that queer women talk about being tops and bottoms? I did not know that. Yo, they must let that shit go. This is why no, you're not getting orgasms. Also. I know, but at all, <laughs> listen, but I know with, but then there's always that idea of like a femme being a bottom. And a, but like, mm. I know with you, you're always like, you, ever since I met you from the jump, and I used to find that fascinating back when I was like, oh my God, we all have our roles. Just can you calm down? <laughs> and you'd be like, I will fuck a bitch. Yes! Oh my gosh, she'd be so shook now. She'd be, <laughs> she'd be shook. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't understand because, like, we're just here being pretty, okay? And I just, what are you doing? Yeah. I am doing all of it. You do all of it. I will strap you. Ooh, girl. Oh you're going to strap a bitch down, huh? Look, me. Okay, fine. <laughs> you're masculine presenting, right? 
And and also I do this within the parameters of and I mean with that particular ex that nobody liked. So I mean it was Oi Batong Shem. Oh Shem. No, and it's fine, but I get it, right? Um so and it was a thing of working because I remember the first couple of times we had sex. And it was had in a very particular way. Um and I let it happen. Yeah? No and I let it happen, I guess, because like it was fine and whatnot. But I was just like, so when they then did the thing of like, actually, I don't just want this to just be a sex thing. I would like to explore more. Then I sat down and had the conversation no, with them. You were like, okay, cool. We need because, to have a talk. Yes. Because like, if we're just fucking and you just want to fuck me, okay, fine. I'll let that happen. Because I can go do th- things with other people. Uh-huh. Cool. But now you want a relationship. You're very much monogamous. And at that point, because I, I sometimes always explain my polyamory as fluid mm-hmm. depending in what phase of my life I'm in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so I'm not always open to poly relationships mm-hmm. um there have been some times in the past rather let me say this because like lately it's different but there have been part like times in the past where I could do monogamous things with people. Okay. And I'll I'll be fine. Like, it won't take anything away from me. Mm -hmm. But as long as it finds me in a space where I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I had the conversation with them. I'm like, okay, fine. So, um, and and I made it clear from the get-go. I'm like, if the questions that I'm asking are triggering Mm -hmm. and you don't want to answer, you don't have to, all you have to tell me is like, we're not going there. We're not doing that. Okay. Um, and I said, okay, so we've been having sex in a very particular manner mm-hmm. uh, where the pleasure is solely based and centered around me. Mm-hmm. And I guess in terms of what you think the centering of pleasure, of my pleasure would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what I would like to do to you. Mm-hmm. Are you open to that? Is there any reason why you haven't let me do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and they came out and said that, no, but with femme-presenting women, femme-presenting women have never asked me what I wanted in bed. Oh. Oh. Also, so Nina, femmes. And oh. this is why they say you give crap sex. Oh, y'all don't Jesus. <laughs> oh, my edges. Edges, okay. Never asked. Yeah, um, and 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 ask. she was like, "This is the first time that anybody has actually even asked me mm-hmm. what I want, mm-hmm. and because of that, I actually don't know." Eesh. And I said to them, "Okay," and I'm like, "So, are you comfortable with me doing things to you? And if it feels uncomfortable, if you do not like it, in the moment, stop me and tell me this isn't it." Mm-hmm. And they said, "Okay." Hmm. Hey, hey! I saw the ha. sun, the, the moon, moon, the mountains, and the rivers. Oh, I saw hey. heaven. <laughs> it's a mess, and but then, it's okay. And then it got super fun because okay. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. like I'm part of this journey of this person exploring, yeah, their sexual self, mm-hmm. and. Mm. So my mind just wandered there for a minute. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. I'm back. No, I'm like back. that's the thing, right? And the <laughs> funny thing was like, and then like as time, like they knew I was kinky. Um, 
they were like, okay, I'm not comfortable yet with that. Mm -hmm. Can you, I gave them reading materials. Like I gave them all of the educational things. Research is a real thing with sex. eh? It's really okay to research about the sex you want. No Mm. matter how basic, no matter how whatever. And it doesn't take away from the pleasure. It doesn't take away from the spontaneity or whatever. It adds to it a lot more. It really does. Mm. Mm. Um, So, I mean, then we got into a rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. And we knew exactly what they liked, what they didn't like. And then the kink part came in way later. Wait, the kink became a part of it? The person I'm thinking of. Yes. Kink. Kink. Hey. This is a plot twist. Years later, I did not know. How You're like J.K. Rowling tweeting. Like, oh, actually Dumbledore's gay. What the fuck? Like, yeah, basically that's what you're doing for me right mm. now. Where I'm like, oh, okay, plot twist. Yeah, so they became comfortable with some parts of it because they realized that even in the ways that they liked sex mm-hmm. was not exactly vanilla, mm. right? Because everybody has a view of what vanilla sex is and what kink is. And people think that kink is so removed from vanilla right mm-hmm. and i'm like no but like i'm like sensuous play is not vanilla yeah um nobody has to be 50 shading anybody fuck 50 shades but yes yes mm-hmm. no but also like and i will say that 50 shades is almost like a commentary of what the abusive side of kink community could be yes right and is yes um but yeah, but you know, so it, and I mean, I will say that like, I've got a specific thing about strapping masculine upsets on people. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your things. Those are your it things. It really is. Because I'm just like, let me give you all of it. Like, let me give you the whole, the whole, the whole buffet. The whole buffet. The like, whole buffet. You don't have to qualify what you like in the buffet. You must just say, and I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I can't be a sub completely. Mm -hmm. I can't be a dom completely. So, like, I'm in the middle. So, you're like a switch type. Yeah. Okay. So, it is is also just a thing of... Mm. There is so much more. Like, so much more to... To talk about, to explore, mm-hmm. to find out about your body. Um, and it isn't always in a very sexual manner. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've recently found out that, like, rope work on myself. So I self-tie now. but Wait, you it, self-tie? Yes, but okay. it helps me. Like, it grounds me in my anxiety. Oh! Ooh. It's beautiful. It's great. Ooh. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Okay, wait. I'm I'm actually writing this down. Right? Okay. Okay. So when I talk about sex being a grounding force or as a healing tool, if used properly as a grounding tool. How does how does rope help with well, how does self-tie? Cuz I presume you do it with rope, right? Yes. Cuz I've seen the photos like I saw of you when you did your legs. Yes, and yeah. then I did an upper one as well like in the beginning, but also like that one was very clumsy because I hadn't like played with rope in like three years. Oh, how is so? Wait, how does it help with your anxiety? It's almost like a channeling of my energy into mm-hmm. something else, right? Mm-hmm. And because also my rope is still very 
raw, right? Mm -hmm. And it hasn't had all of the oils to soften it completely. So it still has a little bit of a bite. Also, like is like deep, ne? Okay. It still has a little bit of a bite, right? Because also, like, the more you use the rope, because your body's oils soften it, right? The more you use the rope, the softer it gets. Okay. So it is softer, but it still has... A little bit of a bite. A little bit of a bite. Okay. And... It's like, I guess, a much more healthier way of how people self-harm, actually. Because, you know, if you cut, because then feeling it topically makes way more sense than it's sitting here. Mm -hmm. So the bite of the rope or just like having something snug and tangible feeling of something. So it like draws you out of your anxiety, out of your body. Out of your body. And is, is there something therapeutic about actually tying the yes. rope? Because it's very, very intricate. It is. The and there's a sound as well with it, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I put it in a loop and I put it in a tie and I bring it all the way up or all the way down you and they're the just... <gasps> yeah. Oh. So it's, there's something actually therapeutic about it. Mm. Wow. Okay, because I think that's another thing that a lot of people... And I've had this argument with people on the interwebs. Don't come from a face. Because I've been doing, like, these things. Well, not been doing, but been researching. Because I've had a lot of people on the internet out, come here, dragging me for filth, being like, kink in general is harmful. It oh. triggers. It's triggering. It's this. Somebody actually... So we put up... Because you know we put up a lot of kinky shit mm. sometimes, right? And so we put this woman who had been... She'd been like part of a shibari thing. Mm. And she was tied up. She was tied up. And she she looked beautiful. She was... And somebody was like, what is this? Next, you guys are going to be putting up rape porn. And I was just like, woo! It's like, yeah, what, black women have been tied up. We were slaves. We were this. We were that. And now you're doing this. Like, she called that woman. She says she's stuffed like a Christmas ham. And I'm like, so you, to prove your point, have number one, just body shamed. And like kink shamed this woman. You've kink shamed. And then so now when we're like, so we were trying to be like really calm because they slid into the comments and we slid into the DMs and we were like, this is what kink is about. This is. And then we were like, look, I understand like because, you know, I'm in charge of comms for like holler. So I'm like, I understand your hesitation to this. I understand as a woman of color how you could be hesitant to this. And then I'm like, but I've let me give you some material that women of color specifically black women have written about being a submissive, about being kinky and how, you know, it can heal things. And she was like, how dare you send me these things? No, 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 no. And I'm like, wait, 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 calm down, calm down. Like, look, look, I'm just trying to give you information. You I'm trying asked to, like, for it also. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to explain to you how this can be a healing process. Mm. And then I sent this thing about how kink can heal, like, um... King can BDSM can heal sexual trauma and it can help you like navigate that. Woo! Screamed at us down the Instagram DMs and then blocked us. And I was like, I, I did what I I did what I could. I wasn't even like, because they slid into the comments and dragged that thing fulfilled. I didn't delete the comment. I was like, thank you um, for your what's it. And I was just like, but we need to broaden our understanding. Yeah. Because like you know what doesn't help with sexual trauma? Like, being out here and being like, I'm because go- there's a lot of really toxic things that people do to deal with their sexual trauma, mm. right? And I'm like, 
one of the things I advocate for with like when I when I talk to people about the the potential role of kink is I'm like there's something so intentional about BDSM and kink that is not there in the rest of like sexual experiences where somebody comes in is like before I even touch you let's make a list of things that are okay for you okay for me make a list and we know that we can stop at any time like yes when when we're out here depicting things where people are just being thrown against the wall anyway that person really upset me they're, no, some, they're, they're part I, of the old guard as well. They're part of those the old lesbian guard. Uh, but that old lesbian guard, once they get a taste of it and they decide that they like it, then they don't come back and tell us that I'm so sorry for dragging you. Also. And all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the people. Mm. You know the people. You remember that time in 2015 when we had that event and old guard were dragging you guys for being kinky? They are now. They're now kinky. I know. They're now kinky. I know. Mm. And I, I figured this out when... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tense. <laughs> Two years later, mm-hmm. when we had the other kink event, mm-hmm. and they were so interested, and they were so involved. Mm. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, so you're kinky now? After being like, black queer women's bodies, kink, mm. is, a, kink is a what? Kink is a privilege... No, anyway, anti-feminist. Anti-feminist. <laughs> that was the one. We see you, though. We see you. So it's all right. right. So back to our question, right? You. So you don't know what you identify as. So you don't identify as a lesbian right now. I don't think so. No, but also, can I just clarify? Are you trying to fuck men? You. Ooh, cutents, cutlet, cutents. Oh. <laughs> this is for the sissies, right? <laughs> I'm going to eat my drumlet. I'm going to eat my drumlet while this one thinks on her life. No. Like, so this is the thing, right? So there's just, like, one man that I think, like, once this hit man that I think, like, is just absolutely gorgeous here in South Africa. Uh-huh. Right? And my friends are just like, no. Oh, my gosh. Because he's a Kosa man. I'm like, I just want to eat him. Like, people don't understand that my fascination with most people is just literally sexual and like yeah fine we mustn't sexualize people Ooh, mustn't objectify bodies right now i've got i i'm trying to get my podcast cancelled <laughs> i'm not <laughs> but no but we must also be honest about these things right because like i feel like we self-censor like self-censorship so much because of being politically correct <laughs> that we actually never speak about things how they actually are and how they actually happen so you're just trying to fuck no i'm really just trying to fuck him and like once right and it's like then it's really good Do you know him in real life no but he uh, looks so good right <laughs> um but i'm also not trying to fuck says hate people for free wait wait <laughs> Have you started an OnlyFans? Ooh. No, you need to start I, an OnlyFans. I really need to, right? But like, you and know, now I've got tattoos all over my body. <laughs> it's tense. <laughs> um, and I'm getting more. So like, you are more than like, you can send me tattoo money. So Maybe, you're trying, like, try, so wait, so you, this is how is you he, can get my attention. Guy? Wait, huh? sorry, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm tr- see, it's so He's popular on the, on, on, on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Yeah. Also, you're still on Twitter. Oh my God, Twitter is exhausting. No, but, but you know how I am. Like, I've locked my account and oh, I yes, block, you, I you, block all of the people now that I, regardless of how you are a favor or whatever. I'm not going to lie, eating wings and hosting a podcast is really hard. Yes, but it is so great. It's so great. <laughs> 
also i need to like okay we need to wrap this up so i want to say two things before we go number one your podcast cry is oscar worthy it's very dab your face oh my god i'd like to thank the academy i love it and thank you for bringing a whole picnic basket it's a whole pleasure it's a whole pleasure are you are you gonna fuck this dude can you slide into the dms yeah, I don't hit on cis-head people. So I, I, like, I, it's okay. weird. Ah, it's just tens. Like, I feel like the people on my Twitter know who I'm talking about. <gasps> and I feel like they must just do the work for me. This is the work also of being an ally, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because imagine me, a whole, and I'm going to call myself this, a whole queer icon. Oh! Hitting on oh. cis-head people. Please. And this is the only man that I would most probably fuck for free. Everybody else, you gotta pay. Even if you're a cis-hit woman, you have to pay. I'm not having sex with cis-hit women for free. That is not happening. Yo. So typically, I think, you know what? I'm actually going to hold on. Because I've come to a conclusion. Okay. I'm going to hold on to my lesbian tag. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you gold star lesbians know that you don't own that tag. You don't own what lesbianism looks like, how it portrays itself. Drag em. Um, So I'm going to do whatever I want under Drag that em. umbrella. Drag em. Um, But yeah, but I don't, I typically don't fuck with cishet people. And this is why I'm just like, I don't know what I am, but I don't fuck with cishet people in general. Okay. And I wouldn't do it for, like, for free. That okay. doesn't make sense. But all of the queers, you're Hello, welcome. bitch. Hello. Hi. So, whenever me and Tabula sit around, we always get to the topic of mental health and that how that impacts your like personal relationships and your sex life and your friendships and your day to day because like mental health is a big thing for the both of us. And as you heard, anxiety came up a lot and how it can lessen your desire and lower your libido. So if anxiety has been impacting your mental health for some time, it can even impact your self-esteem and crush your confidence. Whilst commonly prescribed medication for anxiety and depression has been shown to decrease your libido and make it harder to orgasm. So anxiety and depression, both the cause and the cure, can really, really, really fuck with your confidence in your sex life. So the two can also strongly affect arousal and can definitely ruin the mood sometimes. Anxiety and other related mental health struggles can make it hard to be relaxed enough to have or even enjoy sex, overshadowing with a whole bunch of worries and intrusive thoughts and distractions. So the struggle with mental health and mental illness in a variety of forms can hurt someone's self-esteem and make them feel unworthy of sexual attention. Additionally, addiction or mental health problems like mania may be associated with intentionally seeking risky situations, such as having unprotected sex with strangers or seeking ever escalating levels of violence, humiliation, and bodily harm, both in real life and in terms of the pornography that one's consuming. Like it's a whole vortex of things. And it's still something that people are trying to increasingly understand within like the psych realm, but go and read up about it. Read up about how mania can mania within say a bipolar episode can manifest in these like really intensely overly sexual ways right so this can impact a person's ability to find interest in having sex with their steady partner because the sought after thrill or risk is no longer present 
So now that you know about mental health and sex, you need to remember that it's an important balance. So when you feel that your mental health is affecting your sex life, try and find out about it, try and read up about it, and also with your partners, try and be as open and honest as you can. I know it's probably a very, very difficult time, especially during this time of like COVID and everything. A lot of people are struggling with their mental health. So try and be as open and honest. And if you find that you are the person who your partner or your partners are struggling with mental health, be kind, be open, be engaging and be supportive because a lot of people need support right now. They don't need somebody essentially riding their dick about not having sex right what a person needs during this time is support they need you to show up they need you to be kind so everybody needs to be kind that's all i'm asking during this time read up about sex and mental health there's so much that's been written out there but please at the end of the day be kind so i'm gonna leave you now and this is basically life and i'm your host tiff mugo telling you to calm your tits Life is not always that complicated. Also, go to Basically Life Pod for great content. Remember, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, go like and leave a five-star review because it helps with the algorithm. This podcast was created by Hala Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatic Studios. Music compiled by Bali of Chosen Flower Collections. <laughs>